Hello, everyone. And welcome to the Pristine Paradoxes podcast with me, Cece. And me, Remy. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about cringe culture, when it became a thing, whether the internet perpetuates it, what kind of things we typically feel cringe about and how we can potentially stop feeling cringe about them, and whether it has a bigger impact on us than we might realise. Enjoy! Um, Long time no see, people. Hello. How do you feel about the fact that we haven't uploaded an episode this year yet? Yeah, no. La la la. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Sorry, sorry that we've been hashtag MIA, but Remy and I have been vibing. Also, Remy was ill for like 10 years. Um, yeah. We've actually both just been hustling. Yeah. Remy, if you are not aware, has got a new season of her other podcast out and she's slaying the house down with Thank uploads and all of the episodes are slaying. So listen to Pen to Page. Um, and I've been I've been YouTubing, which is relevant yeah! to today's episode. because um, starting a YouTube channel is incredibly cringe. Yeah, that's been a journey. Um and we've just been settling in, settling into the new year, vibing, not feeling guilty about anything. Any but... New Year's resolutions? Because I haven't I really. Resolutions. Um, no, just mainly just like focusing on self growth and how I value myself and what my yeah. needs are, and reevaluating um, how I perceive friendships and relationships and such. Yay! But not necessarily like resolutions. It's more just like what i want to take like a focus yeah yeah like my resolution was always the same it's just like try and do the habits that i've been wanting to do for the past 10 years as i'm sure is everyone else's resolution as well would love to do more yoga would love to meditate more would love to go to the gym would love to do julian go every day taking it easy though as well exactly and you don't have to do things every single day i feel like the internet wants to wants to go atomic habits you have to do it every day james clear is right um and like there is so much value in what he says but also sometimes you have a bad day and you don't have to do the reading you don't have to do the yoga you don't have to do mm-hmm. the journaling you can do whatever you want to be honest oh that's the main thing actually i do want to journal more me and cc talk about cringe culture all the time we've been speaking about it for the past oh my god three months all the time Pretty I've been much, wanting yeah. to do an episode about it because there's <laughs> so much to get into, so much. Because I'm sure if you're listening, you have some awareness of cringe culture and its impacts on our brains and how we view things. It's so it's it's a lot, and it impacts a lot of areas of I the think... internet, real life, everything. Everyone has either or pre- everyone must have experienced both, like feeling cringe towards something and has not done something because they thought it was cringe yeah um and by cringe we mean embarrassing basically i guess pretty much it. um but there's this real air around cringe that isn't just embarrassing it's it's a deep sense of embarrassment of humiliation that you think yeah. you're going to receive from something i don't is is there a definition am i i'm gonna have a Ooh, right now. look it up let's find out (laughs) um because i think it's i just wonder because i think a lot of people view it in different ways and how they personally define it yeah for me it's definitely like i would find something cringe probably out of a sense that 
I would be too scared to do that because of how I thought people would react to it. And so I'm then in my head putting down someone else for doing that thing. That's interesting. So on on the dictionary, it's defined as a verb and as an adjective, both oh. very similarly, but it's um, having an inward feeling of acute embarrassment or awkwardness. Interesting. And then there's the adjective, which they say is informal British, I guess, slang <laughs> or something. Um, and it's just similar, causing feelings of acute embarrassment or awkwardness. But there's but there's something about it that is just deeper. I don't know. But it does, it holds so many people back. It's held me back. I'm sure it's held you back. Just because we want to be perceived in a positive way by everyone and we don't want to do something that enables people to be able to judge us because probably we feel like there's enough about us for people to judge already and that's already stressful and overwhelming yeah. and we don't want to add to that. And we don't want to be um, isolated, ultimately. So we're going to do what we can to stay in in the pack. <laughs> in the pack of humans so true but when did it become a thing when did when did people start feeling cringe has it always been a thing or did it just come about with the internet what do we reckon i think it probably is in line with i mean for me anyway with starting to use the internet because i think that's when it became a word you use i don't recall using it much in primary school and i don't think i don't know in terms of the like definitive explanation of what cringe is in terms of like feeling embarrassed or secondhand embarrassment um surely that's been around for quite a while i mean yes with things like fashion trends you know they've been around for ages and potentially if you're wanting to wear something different from the overall trend that's a bit quote-unquote cringe i mean it's got to do with societal expectations right and if you're going against it in a certain way that people deem to be embarrassing that's probably when it's come about as like a actual word people use so it could technically be before the internet then, I guess. Yeah, but but um, I guess in the way that we perceive it now, it's definitely so internet heavy, central, yeah. whatever. But I also think that that's because the internet cycles things a lot quicker. So like yeah. I said about fashion trends, they would be fashion trends usually per decade. We're getting fashion trends now per season or per year. I mean, even monthly you'll have trends change. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think that is definitely a product of the internet and that would enable cringe culture to be a lot more steadfast because it's like oh you're wearing something from january and it's now february oh wait that's so yeah but i a lot of youtubers are though focusing like in terms of fashion on like how to make past trends still wearable or making sure you only engage in trends that are gonna be long-lasting yeah depicting what trends are sustainable and stuff and things are only cringe when there's something to compare it to. Yeah. So, oh, so, no, so, is... so wearing that skirt is only cringe when compared to everyone else wearing those jeans. Yeah. But I was going to say, we also have like a cringe element, like looking back on our younger selves and being like, oh my God, who let me out of the house wearing that? That's so... And like, yes, true. Why was I wearing that? But also... You were six. Okay. So, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even if it was like, two years ago and you're like why was i wearing that like okay but like did but you liked did it you enjoy wearing that then you're good to go my 2021 outfits were absolutely horrendous but like i can't be annoyed at myself for wearing those things because it's the first time i stepped out of my comfort zone with my outfits so even if yeah. they were a little bit weird good for her 
I miss my legomas. Interesting that I started talking about fashion immediately. How much is fashion influenced by cringe culture compared to other things? I mean, so much. I I, I think the trend cycle is really... It emphasises how people just want to be seen as cool Mm. and to be wearing the cool thing, which means that this trend cycle goes by so quickly... And then adding fast fashion to that where they are able to produce huge, like, mass amounts of products and Mm. different products all the time. Or think about Shein. Like, they put thousands of different products on their website every day. You know what I only found out recently? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is going to sound stupid to everyone, but I only found out recently that when you return something to a fast fashion store, they just throw it away. Oh, my God, really? Are you aware of that? Because it costs more money to wash it and resell it. Damn. And they already probably have a lot of stock because it's a fast fashion company. So they don't need whatever you return. So just I had no idea. That's... Yeah, right? What? Like, was, is that meant to be common knowledge? Because I've never been more upset. The amount of ASOS returns I've made. I don't know if ASOS like applies. I mean, ASOS is still fast fashion. But like in comparison to places like Sheen. I don't know, like, so... I, I'm like so stressed. Like how much of the stuff that I've returned hasn't just then gone onto a new home? Mm-hmm. Like I thought it would. Yeah. Or, like, my, man- my mentality of being like, oh, it's fine, I can order, like, multiple sizes of one thing and then just send back the ones that don't fit instead of having to keep reorder stuff. But does it just get thrown away? Yeah, because anyway, that's awful news. That's, that's kind of irrelevant to the video, but I just wanted to point it out. The video. The, the video. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'll say YouTube YouTuber. now. What can I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, um, yeah, so so that's yeah. exact point. So, so when you pair the quick trend cycle with yeah. us fashion companies... Um, it just means that people, the moment you buy something trendy, probably by the time you wear it, it's not going to be cool anymore. Or people aren't going to think, oh my god, that's such a great Pinterest outfit. And of course the cringe is going to come because when people think, why are you wearing something from last week? You don't look cool anymore. You look embarrassing. Why? Let people wear clothes. And it's this trend cycle where, like, we have images in our head of what cool outfits are. And a lot of them will be linked to trends. So, of course, there's cringe, you know? But why? Once again, enjoy clothes. Like, clothes are clothes. How much are people actually thinking about this? Like, how much do people actually go out, look at other people's outfits and be like, <laughs> that's so last week? Is it more of like a subconscious fear? I think it's like ourselves? an internal thing, probably. I, because yeah. I don't think many yeah. people say it out loud. I think it's more going to be like a thought or like a passing meme comment in is, your brain. Is it something that other people are genuinely going to be looking at you and not saying out loud, but thinking in their heads, oh, mm, that's a bit cringe? Or is it something that we're just perpetually scared of being cringe that we're going to think? I guess, that yeah. That's what people are going to be thinking, you know? Like, is it, is it actually an outwards emotion or is it an inwards emotion? <gasps> well, <laughs> questions, questions, questions. <laughs> anyway, aside from fashion, <laughs> I don't know why we went on such a tangent about that. Hashtag <laughs> my fault. Um, I think there's a real issue on the internet of viewing anything joyful as cringe. Or if people um, make certain kinds of music, it's cringe. Or use certain lyrics in their songs, that's cringe. Um, People make certain types of content online, cringe. Why? Also, again, linking on from the fashion, like people wearing things that make them happy and that being embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's like anything that makes someone actively, outwardly happy. Yeah. And it makes me sad that people struggle to express love or affection, even if it's just to friends, yes. not even romantic things. 
And that makes me so sad because people think for whatever reason that it's embarrassing to keep on telling people that you love them or showing them that you love them. And that's definitely a thing that's been around obviously longer than the internet because then you've got the concept of like toxic masculinity and traditional um, male and female roles and stuff and where it's not as common to profess your like love for people or where it's only kind of a thing that happens in movies and not in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and talking about your feelings in general, I feel like love is obviously like a big one, but just any kind of, oh, if I say this, then people are going to be yeah. or think I'm pathetic for feeling this and that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And how many people will feel cringe if they have a crush on someone and then when they become interested in that person, um, they feel it's cringe or, or, or if they start getting compliments from that person, they're suddenly like, oh, I'm not interested in them anymore because it's cringe yeah to express that you like people um Mm. and i think i heard sally rooney say something about this i've got to say i don't like sally rooney i'm i'm not a fan of her books okay oh my god unpopular opinion um but but she said something about something she tries to focus on a lot in her books um it is the kind of transactional nature of a lot of relationships in the 21st century and just yeah at the moment and that's really sad and when i think about some of like my my own experiences or whatever you realize how much that actually just can be true so say like um people buying a their friend a birthday present because they want to receive one the next year and not even in a really um intentional way thinking like that but just believe (laughs) but that's but isn't that sad and it is really sad not just wanting to celebrate your friend on their birthday you actually it, it, it's like a subconscious i want the validation back from them when my birthday rolls around so i'm gonna give it to them now i mean this is a whole other episode i want to do but like with any kind of action that expresses love i kind of do it because i hope to get something back because i don't believe that people would give it back to me otherwise yeah to a certain extent unless yeah. i give it to them um but how's that cringy how does that relate to cringe culture people do find kind of an abundance of love and receiving an abundance of love should be counteracted with an abundance of um i mean not mean comments because because i don't think i don't know but there but there is something about um you know say if two people have a crush on each other they'll keep on like pushing each other or saying silly Mm. things or um insulting them but like not in a horrible way because your feelings of joy are so massive that the only way you feel that you can express them is not directly saying i love you but oh my god you're so annoying i think that is a thing like completely unfiltered love is not a common thing and that kind of makes it subconsciously cringe so like Mm -hmm. it has to be like you have to like you can't just purely love your friends you have to think of it as a selfish act and make it sound Mm -hmm. negative to counteract it and i guess because yeah and because friendships exist with the awareness of societal expectations too so you feel like you have to add like the cool person that you've seen in films or that you've seen around town or whatever because that's the way that you believe that you're going to get social validation so if you show too much kind of niceness or um kindness People are, I mean, a, a lot of people will take you as a pushover if you're too kind. Mm. Or like that Not necessarily. that's embarrassing as yeah. well. It's like, oh, why are you trying so hard to be my friend? Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Yeah. 
Welcome to the hydration break. Me and TC actually just kept on talking <laughs> and didn't find a decent time to do this, which is quite embarrassing on our part, but what can I say? Um, just the reminder to take your medication, to drink some water. As we say, our conversations can be just quite a lot sometimes. So, you know, you can always take time to pause from the episode, come back to it another time, take a breather. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I find anyway that other podcasts can make me think about a lot of things and bring up a lot of questions. So it can be overwhelming. So yeah, just a reminder, look after yourself, take medication, supplements, anything, anything you might be taking. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, let's talk about how creativity plays into cringe culture because I feel like that applies very much to both of us in terms of uh, this podcast, your podcast, and talking about music and songwriting and my YouTube channel and all of those things yeah. being cringe to a degree. I mean, one of the things preventing me from wanting to do a podcast anyway, which is why I'm so glad that we made it together was because I feel like I never would have done it because I would think it was too cringe to start. Um, especially promoting it, something about promoting yeah. stuff is inherently cringe and trying to like, you know, make people engage with your work and being proud of your creative well, work. Yeah. You know, I even feel it with like the music side, um, cause I really enjoy singing, but the thought of ever putting out me singing feels cringe. Maybe that's cause it's just a deep set insecurity of mine that I can't actually sing. Um, and even like visually looking at someone singing like i used to have a silly little instagram page where i posted like one minute covers of songs yeah um but the only reason i could overcome the cringe even slightly to be able to post those was because my face wasn't in it and something about looking at someone's face where they're like concentrating and singing and you know it seems like they're big-headed for thinking that they sound amazing yeah like that's such a sad i don't know especially because surprisingly a lot of people can sing not that that's like what we're talking about yeah but yeah, I think how do, you, how do you feel about that the creative aspect? I think it has a lot to do with people believing that if you're making something public, you believe you're good at it, yeah. and that or you're worth and, millions of views, and that for whatever reason we want. I mean, this is like deep set in our society. We want people to hate themselves, and we don't actually be, like believe that rationally. But there's everything yeah. in the beauty industry, in the plastic surgery, and everything of giving people insecurities or even um shaving like that yes, was i was literally just thinking about that because i was looking at my really hairy legs at the minute <laughs> <laughs> i should talk about that <laughs> no but um unjaded jade did a video <clears throat> ages ago unpacking that kind of industry and how it came about mm. to suggest that women shave when it was not ever a kind of a a thing a long time ago for women to shave their legs or their armpits it was nothing yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I find that interesting, but it, but it has so much to do with not like a victim mindset that we have collectively, but, but, yeah. but I mean, same way kind of mental health became a big kind of topic of, com- of conversation, but really actually a, a way of social currency. Yeah. Um, which is so sad. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so we want people to be sad. We don't want to see people thriving because for whatever reason, that's cringe. Why? 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 Yeah. Um, but so when you're being creative, people will 
believe that it means that you're good at it and that by sharing it you're good at it when i don't think many creative people believe like see themselves so highly especially if you're not like super famous or anything Mm. um and i guess regular people if they see their other regular friends putting out creative things online they find it weird yeah at some point in this episode we'll talk about how we can like reduce like our own feelings of cringe and whatever and i think one of the ways to do that is to accept that you know you're just doing this because you love it or you're doing whatever you want because you enjoy it you know and yeah the second you start putting social approval as your top one priority you're not going to be happy it's not fun. even if it's even if it's not to do with cringe at all just like any kind of prioritization of other people's approval over your own is not going to be a productive mm-hmm. thing for you to do because it's mm-hmm. you know i mean like even like within relationships when you're desperate for a partner because you want someone else to love you and show that you can be loved it's like yeah. you can also do that to yourself yeah or you can find it within yourself to find that same love within your friendships and stuff yeah um you know like this kind of thing applies just like so many aspects of your life that isn't just related to cringe culture um which is probably why cringe culture is so prevalent that we yeah. unpack because unpacking cringe culture means just general greater happiness in our society and even judging people because like you know we've always spoken about how any form of judgment usually comes from a place of your own insecurity and you're projecting that onto someone else yeah we know that we've known that psychologically for a while now like everyone always talks about that so why do we still do it you know like mm-hmm. we're still so prone to judging people because I don't know if it like makes us proud that we have like our own opinions and it gives like like us a sense of autonomy. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't know, I get stressed that I don't have any proper opinions on people, not on people, mm-hmm. on just like things. Um, so maybe other people feel that and use it as like a way to feel more yeah. secure in their identity if they're judging people. And then But, but I also think there is a lot of subconscious jealousy that people yeah. do oh, no. want to make things and and, yeah. the, and, the, and that they feel like they can't make things because of the way people are going to view them. Like, that's yeah, the that's, whole that's kind of cycle. About, like, the insecurity thing. Like, you see someone else doing something you want to do, but you can't accept that that's something that you want to do because you know that it'll be embarrassing, so you just judge mm-hmm. them instead. Like, um, that's not necessarily always the case, but, like, it is definitely, like, a big player, and especially if it's subconscious. Yeah. But I so. think that jealousy means that, that we struggle to celebrate people's wins yeah and whether that's creators online or our friends for for whatever reason a lot of people do struggle to actively celebrate someone's success and that is really sad but that feeds into cringe culture that seeing people do well people are always going to find some kind of caveat or some explanation for why they got what they got or privilege that they have or whatever and of course those things are are important to acknowledge but also could we please just be happy for people (laughs) Or it's that, like, uh, like our friends, like, are happy for us and proud of us, but they're not ever going to share that publicly because they know that what we're doing is ultimately cringe and they would, by proxy, also be being cringe if they were to publicise our cringeness. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, acknowledging that I've started a YouTube channel, for example, and knowing that that inherently is cringe, someone else then promoting that would also be, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. you know and like fair enough like i still it's one of the main reasons i wanted to do it like now um it wasn't the main reason before but 
to prove to myself that I could overcome the cringe aspect. Yeah. And now I'm like genuinely like enjoying so my YouTube channel is very like book centered and I love books and so it's nice. Yeah. Being, like, you know what? I just want to talk about this and that's okay. Um, and I want to experiment with how to make things like aesthetic and edit it. And also editing. Way. Editing is so creative yeah. and, and you can play around and experiment with it so much that it's a really great creative form. Exactly. And I'm glad that I've allowed myself to partake in that, even though I know that to a degree it's on the whole embarrassing. But like it's embarrassing when someone, like you said, quote unquote regular does it. Yeah. Everyone watches YouTube. Everyone yeah, has YouTube exactly. that they love. So why, you know, where's that? Like, it's like a double standard, but in a different way because it's yeah. not necessarily to do with them, but it's to do with, com- it's still like an aspect of comparison. Where it's like, when you're already big, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're starting out, that's when it's embarrassing. I mean, it's the whole like classic thing that like uh, celebrities talk about where it's like, oh, when they were starting out, everyone like hated that they were doing it. I was about then, to say that. Those people come back into their lives once they're famous because it's like, oh... Wow! Now, now that you're actually successful, and now you're not cringe. Money, now I can now cringe. diagnose you as not cringe. Um, now I want to be your friend. So gross. But on the note of this podcast, we do talk about private things, um, as in kind of more than anything, just in-depth topics that a lot of people are not going to verbalize conversations about, and it isn't about. The fact that we believe, oh my god, we're gonna like change the world with our discussions. They're just, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think there is value in in the conversations we have, and the idea that that people could relate or understand, or it could make them think, is but really also... fun. But so, but so because of cringe culture, are are we deemed as more cringe because we talk about private matters, and like how much should be made public on online? Mm-hmm. There's obviously a safety aspect to it, but yeah, but I was gonna say like the thing we spoke about earlier in terms of like expressing our feelings and stuff like the reason we wanted to do our podcast was to like bring conversations about these feelings out and normalize them and make them less taboo because they're something everyone feels and everyone thinks about or everyone discusses with their friends anyway so why aren't they discussed on like a wider scale yeah and that's because to a degree they're cringe you know it's cringe to point out social uh, certain social aspects of things and understand the like true like privilege and discrepancies that different parts of society has yeah so like one of the reasons we've started our podcast is to i guess bring down cringe culture anyway so yeah um, amazing what was your main question i forgot <laughs> <laughs> about how much should be kept public oh how much or, like we, yeah how much should be kept private yeah, made yeah. public and yeah so is the part of the reason that we could be seen as more cringe is because we talk about honest personal things um and not just like here are here are five really good healthy habits you know (laughs) so true no hate to those because i love that content (laughs) but also you know it's not as personal is it yeah i mean this is something i also think about regularly because i'm a chronic oversharer and i do put a lot of personal stuff on my like instagram stories not even on close friends um which is where most people would put that kind of content i just like share it to the world and it's like I'm glad that I'm being vulnerable because I want people to see that this is okay and I want to be able to normalise those feelings and I hope that someone can relate to me but it's also an outlet for me in general. Yeah. Um, but to a degree, should I be keeping some of those things private? Would I be able to heal more from them if I was doing it privately? Or like privately but like talking to them like 
my friends about it but not broadcasting it yeah so it is like a very hard question about like how much should we actually publicize yeah and then in comparison to you i don't share at all really i hardly post on my story um i don't make main posts i am a big believer in not posting my friends it's just not something i ever want to do um so and like i have various reasons for doing that but then this podcast i am talking more personally about things i do obviously keep a lot of details of most things to myself but but yeah so then compared to how much i generally share this podcast is much more personal yeah so it so is that cringe because i but actually so what is cringe and what isn't when it comes to posting as well because people think what's cool is like people posting their friends and doing like collages of their month or things like that but why is that cool and then but making a more personal post why is that not cool yeah there's because yeah, wanting to so be mysterious and unique, I've got to say, it's overrated. It's no, it's not. <laughs> it's it is causing, as someone said in a TikTok, it's causing legitimate brain rot in people. It <laughs> is true. the brains are disintegrating as we speak. Well, you know, because like you want to be comfortable in what you're posting, and you want to again do stuff that makes you happy. So if you're filtering the kind of things you want to talk about, then that you know has a degree of natural dissatisfaction. Yeah. Back on the okay, thing. Romy and I had a little intermission because we had a hashtag deep chat that hashtag didn't need to be publicised. Won't hashtag be featured. Hashtag whatever. Basically, we were talking about, like, there can be a degree to which, like, you not posting stuff on the internet doesn't have to be because you're afraid of cringe culture. It can just be... Because you don't want to. You don't want to. People don't need to be in on my business, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there like with everything else we talk about on our podcast there are so many layers to stuff um Mm -hmm. and where yes cringe culture does play a massive aspect in our lives Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easier to just push it away because it's not a priority you know what's also a weird thing the way that so so say someone one of their hobbies is art they're really good at it they're amazing Mm -hmm. people will keep on asking oh my god why didn't you take art a level Oh, why don't you have like a like? Why don't you profit from it? it? Why don't why why don't you make an art account? Why don't you? But then, as soon as you make it public, cringe. Why? (laughs) Why you can't win? (laughs) You can't win. Or like you can have a creative hobby and not make it public, and there's no harm in it. And you can also Mm -hmm. be bad at your creative hobby as long as it's fun. It doesn't matter. And just the fact that there's any cringe surrounding anything that brings you joy is so sad. Because people are always going to nitpick it. And even if it's not bad or like you show people and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then you start posting it and then people will secretly be like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. It's just like to a degree, like yeah, you have to get comfortable with the idea that not everyone is going to have the same opinions and not everyone's opinions are going to be positive. Not everyone's going to like you. It's a fact. You have to get to a point where you don't take that personally. But you also have to understand that it's so fair if you do take it personally and that that can be a reason for you not to post stuff because why would you want the negativity in your life? That's so fair. Um, yes overcoming it would be great if you could get to that stage to not care but that's a really hard journey and if you're not in the position effort, to yeah. undergo that then that's so that's so valid yeah and there's like so many aspects to it so like i would you know if someone's passionate about something i would love someone to post about it because i want to see i want to see people's joy i love mm-hmm. acknowledging people being passionate about things i find yeah. it so like sweet and endearing um and that might sound like invalidating and um what's the word 
I don't know. <laughs> We're being like, oh, oh, that's so um, patronizing. Patronizing. patronizing i don't oh, want to be patronizing God. by calling it like endearing or whatever but it is and you know like i think social media one of like the good things about it is that it can be a place where you can spread joy and spread interests and find common interests with people um and that's why you know i personally like it when people post about stuff but again there's layers that's my opinion mm-hmm. that's not everyone's opinion and yeah it's okay when those differ even if my opinion is like a positive outlook on it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's how everyone feels and yeah. doesn't mean everyone should post because it makes me happy (laughs) but i guess also because i mean like me and cc both have other creative hobbies that we don't make public and that's fine yeah you are never gonna win in terms of whether you choose to make something public or not because even if you just like tell your family they might think oh you should post it but then if you post it then your friends are gonna think you're cringe you know there's there's always there, gonna be there is a hard balance to strike yeah and you're never gonna make everyone happy and you're never gonna impress everyone with your creative hobbies too and that's all right and it's just the hope that people will not like kind of send hate your way and that people mm. will just ignore it because that is also okay not everyone has to engage with your stuff um it'd be nice if your friends do but <laughs> you know people have different people have different lives different worlds different things going on yeah and to assume like... that you're the center of their world is just false <laughs> yeah i yeah i definitely have a big issue with that as well it's like the horrible thing about like oh no one ever thinks about me but also everyone is constantly thinking about me and how awful i am it's like yeah makes no (laughs) sense (laughs) it's never a positive thing someone's either always thinking about how bad i am or they're never thinking about me at all and both of those things yeah uh but like i said earlier you know judgment always comes from a place of like some sort of envy or jealousy or internalized insecurity um and that's not your responsibility to cater for yeah you know you know you need to focus on yourself and your enjoyment of things and again i think sharing passions is a beautiful thing but it's not necessary and it can still be within a private sphere. you can share your passions in the real world without sharing online as well i think yeah that's true so like i might you know like someone might not post singing videos but they might go to a like um what's it called open mic every week yeah you know for example or and for whatever reason that is probably yeah. more socially acceptable than posting singing videos and also because like the people that were yeah anyway <laughs> the digital world you know i i think i i think once say youtubers were able to make money and then you saw youtubers getting millions so i mean even like from the start like zoella just making a huge name for herself yeah it has given people the idea that they can monetize the things they like doing when that is not right for everyone. Really glad you brought Zoella up though because she is one of the examples for me of like someone that people could admire because oh yeah she's made loads of money from it and therefore she's not cringe anymore like we said earlier. But personally, which I need to unpack, I find her incredibly cringeworthy and I know so do a lot of people and I don't know if that's because she's just been around for a long time now and it's like oh she used to be famous and now she thinks that she's still famous and that's embarrassing like "Mm, get off your high horse queen your time is over stop posting you know so much to think about again there's so many degrees to it and it's a very overwhelming thing and it's i think it needs to be dismantled on a personal level yeah if you stop feeling cringe about things then maybe so can everyone else but it's also (laughs) the same way you like if if you like fall over and you tell yourself it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing. If you just get up, walk on by, laugh about it. It's not funny I mean, at the end of the day. It's funny. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, even just, like, do nothing. You, 
embarrassment most of the time unless if you get like quite a um like an obvious public reaction from it is a choice you can choose whether you think yeah. something you did is is embarrassing something you said again it's the whole like you're allowed to feel what you feel but the way you react to things you can't control how you feel but you can control how you react to a situation maybe that's our parting message because it's well, like i really wanted to discuss how to stop feeling cringe but maybe that's the like crux of it it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be if you just don't think it mm-hmm. that way you know yeah like, it's really kind of can be as easy as that it's hard to conceptualize and it's so ingrained in our society so it's so fair if it does take a while to unpack um, yeah and it's so fair if it's not a priority of yours right now because you've got other stuff to worry about but like i think the whole reaction thing is you know a very valid thing but also you're valid for your reactions because we're also just silly people yeah like remy said earlier you know you need to be okay with making mistakes as well um yeah you you like when you're putting stuff out publicly you know you you also can't get too caught up in the perfectionistic side of stuff especially when you don't have any kind of team backing you there's no one Mm -hmm. like like there's no one helping us plan these podcasts edit these podcasts do anything like this is all on the back of us and that means honestly inevitably it can't be perfect like there's no way that we can actually that we have the time or the energy to make our episodes or my episodes or your youtube videos perfect and that's Mm -hmm. fine and People are actually more forgiving about it than you would think. And actually things that you think are big mistakes, people wouldn't even notice. Yeah. So like letting go Again, of the perfectionistic the whole thing, side. Like, oh, you think people are going to be thinking about you 24-7 no. and nitpicking you 24-7. They aren't. People don't care no. about you. And that's and, sad, but also it's a good thing. <laughs> and if you enjoy making something and making it public, there's no harm in that. Same way um, if you like making something and you don't make it public or you only share it with a few people that's absolutely fine and it's not cringe to be doing any of that and the less and basically the more the more the less you you say that something is cringe it's gonna feel better and to not and like constantly judging people um about what they do and whether it's cringe or not it's just not good for you hopefully they're doing what they're doing because they feel good about it that's not my business to judge at all so let's ban the word cringe great end of episode (laughs) that's all we have time for Thank you so much for listening to this episode <laughs> of the Pristine Paradoxes podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram. <laughs> and rate Pristine Paradoxes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We hope you'll come back for more soon. I've been Stacey. And I've been Remy. Enjoy Basically. what you're doing. Don't. Do the whole thing about like, um, oh, no one cares about me, but also, <gasps> no one cares about me. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Stop calling other people cringe. Stop calling yourself cringe. Have fun, please. Love you, XOXO. Have fun. See ya.